Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barbo, and we are really happy to be here with you today. Yeah, it's really great. Renee and I record these shows, and we come together, and we spend so much time uh, talking that we <laughs> we've recorded all of our shows, and that we're done for the day. And so uh, we had an amazing conversation today. And uh, one of the things that it brought up was um, how many different populations or uh, people are getting into shamanism right now. Now there's just so many, you know, we saw that back when I started um, teaching 40 years ago, we had different age groups. We had uh, doctors, lawyers, politicians. We even had nuns and priests coming in. And so, but now we're seeing uh, a different change in how shamanism is drifting into uh, different generations. And um, so we, we thought that it could be useful because uh, uh, we've been doing the show for five years now. A lot of you have taken courses with Renee and I or read a book or hopefully downloaded uh, uh, an evergreen course to learn more about our work. And so we also know, I know from people who contact me, that we have people who are really new to shamanism and are first starting um, their adventure. Mm-hmm. And so on the show today, we're going to start to talk a little bit about how to uh, help people who are starting their shamanic journey practice. How, how do you, and even if it isn't a shamanic journey practice, it's a wind whistling practice or, or some other divination practice, how do you know how to ask the right questions? Hmm. That's so important. I think back to uh, when I was just learning, I, I think I was pretty broken, but I was learning the tarot. And I was like, I'd get, I'd ask the question and I wouldn't like the answer. So I'd shuffle up the cards and I'd shuffle them back out and hope for a different answer each and every time. And, um, and, and I think that if you ask the wrong question, you can get it to answer you any way you want. And it just might not be the truth, you know? Yeah, yeah no, it is. It's tricky, you know, cause I, I did tarot readings, um, uh, I was actually did tarot readings more professionally than I did uh, shamanism or work with clients. And in the beginning of my practice back in the early 1980s and with the tarot for myself with clients, it's clearer, but with tarot for myself, if you get um, a challenging card, it could be a really good sign that if you make this choice, you're going to move through this challenge um, in a certain period of time. Or the card might be telling you, no, don't go this route. You know, so it it takes a lot of intuition. And also what I realized, too, is if you want a card to answer your questions so specifically and you know the answer that you want, you already know the answer to your <laughs> question, you know. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's uh, really important. So, for me, the tarot uh, 
with working with myself, because getting my ego, you know, out of the way, working with myself, I could go, well, is this saying this is a challenge to be broken through and go for it? Or is it saying, no, uh, walk a different path? And, you know, that's just an egoic thing. With my shamanic journeys, it's a little bit different in that if I can really come up with a good question, because I'm clairaudient, and not everybody is, a lot of people are clairvoyant, but because I'm clairaudient, my power animal can actually uh, answer my questions, so there isn't uh, so much um, attached to it. And um, just to tell a, a story, I think it was maybe it's my second or third journey I ever took in my life. I went down to the lower world, and my power animal was standing there. And he was all dressed up in a tuxedo. <laughs> there was a little table with a, a, a white a tablecloth and a red rose sitting on it. And he escorts me to the table and he hands me this menu. And, um, and on the menu was a list of questions. And he told me that I could pick one from column A and one from column B. Um, he said, your issue is you're always asking the wrong question. Here are appropriate questions to ask. <laughs> Wow. I remember my first couple of journeys and it would be like people would come back with these amazing stories like yours. And I'm there like, well, where's mine? You know, like it took me like a long time to get to, you know, visual journeys for sure. So we were talking about if you're just starting out and you go on a journey and you don't get somebody greeting you with flowers and, you know, a menu to know that sometimes you just get a one word or a one imprint answer and it comes back and, it, and it's, it's meaningful too. Um, but I, I think I chased after that journey you're talking about for a long time. And then, then now they just surprised me. Last week I did a journey. I was online doing something and it was a, a live and I did a journey and, and one of this, this woman that I know and Sandra knows had passed and there she was in my journey. It's like as bright as can be, you know, paddling down the river, happy. And, and it was almost lifelike, you know, and I wasn't asking that question. I asked it a whole different question. And, you know, you just always have to ask the question, but be open to the surprise answer as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what's kept me interested in shamanism. Um, that's how, why I've been practicing shamanism for over 40 years, is the surprise element. You <laughs> never get what you think you're going to get. And so it just keeps me interested. It's not a boring practice. You know, it's, it's like it's so filled with opportunities and so filled with surprises that, you know, you never know what, what's going to come through. But what I, I found is that um, for people, for people who Westerners, we we really don't know how to talk to the spirits, um, and part of it is we don't really understand who they are. You know, in a shamanic culture or um, uh, a culture that works more with different spiritual practices, people are raised in a particular way, and 
taught things pretty uh, early on, where all of a sudden, here we are, you're in your 20s, you're 30, you're um, in your, your 40s, 50s, and all of a sudden, you're starting to approach shamanism for the first time. And it's like, my God, who are these beings who ha- have <laughs> information i mean what why why are you telling me to talk to these beings you know and they are they're they're beings that once had a life here and um and they volunteer themselves to us to help us to guide our lives and help bring healing into our lives and and so it's a real blessing. It's a real gift that uh, when we get these helping spirits, but learning how to talk to them isn't always so easy. And and what I tell people is I think that people get a little bit too fearful in speaking up to the spirits. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my spirit is going to get angry at me. Your spirit's not going to get angry at you. It doesn't have a body. It doesn't know how to get angry at you. Um, And so um, um, I just say, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand what you're trying to show me. So instead of just going away and then posting on, on the Shaman's Cave or on YouTube, Renee, Sandra, anybody out there, tell me what my helping spirit uh, meant. Well, badger them, <laughs> badger them and keep working it out with them until you find the right way to communicate with them. And, uh, and also, I just wanted to say, don't give away your power by always asking yes or no questions, because you have to understand that in the world of spirit, uh, every decision you make is seen as a learning experience. So even if you have a tragic experience in your life, it's seen as a learning. And so if you ask the spirits uh, yes or no, sometimes they'll say, sure, go for it. But um, you might um, say, well, that was really challenging. I thought my spirit was gonna take care of me on this one, and it did. You got a huge lesson. Um, when when you followed what your spirit um, said, yes or no. What I tried to tell people is don't ask yes or no questions. Ask questions like, what will my lessons be if I marry this person? Um, what will my life be like if I move to Arizona instead of should I marry this person? You might get a yes, and it's disastrous, but you learned a lot. Or you might get a yes about moving to Arizona, and it didn't work out, but you learned a lot. So try to stay away from yes-no questions and ask questions that are going to give you um, enough information that you can take inside and decide for yourself the ultimate um, decision, that choice that you're going to make. Well, that's kind of like a, a, a another one a trick that I use is is I ask, give me the information in a way that I can understand it, like really directly. I need to understand this, so tell me. And then also to be aware of, like what you were just saying, is like spirits aren't embodied. So if you need money, for example, 
you know, the difference between a hundred dollars and 10 cents is in the spiritual world is moot because there's no, you know, like how, like, so it's gotta be really more like I need to fix the car and it's going to cost $555. What's the best way that I can, you know, get to that amount of money so that, that there's opportunities because if you just say, Hey, I need some money, you know, you might walk down the street and see two nickels on the the ground and there's your money, you know? (laughs) So you have to be pretty specific as well when you're, when you're making these requests for information and for services. Yeah. I think the more specific that you can get is really great. Um, Sometimes, you know, my students don't always listen to everything I say. And so sometimes on Facebook, people will say back to me, Sandra, how come you're always saying, be clear on your intention, ask a specific question, get clear on your intention. What about open-ended questions and allowing the spirits just to talk to you? And of course, I always do that. Um, um, that's, that's something I, I, I definitely um, uh, tell people to do because you never know. It goes back to the surprise element when you just open up. Mm-hmm. and let the spirit share with you what they're saying about your life, what you might need to change in your life, anything that they want to say to you, not even saying anything, just is there anything that you need to share with me? I've got some of the biggest lessons in my life just asking Isis what's going on or mm-hmm. what, what do you need to share with me? Mm-hmm. So open-ended questions are fine too, but again, as Renee was talking about, if you're looking for um, money for a particular project or something that you need, you really need to get very specific with the spirits of, mm-hmm. of what your intention is. Yeah, and really visualize it clearly. Um, the open-ended part that you were just talking about, I find that. Um, when I've been writing chapters of my book that I think I'm going in one place. And when I, when I get to that, that open space of writing where it's a, it's a conversation between me and uh, that, that writer that's writing through me um, things like that. I just had no idea were going to come onto the page, show up and not only just on the page, but in the life around me, like I start placing more awareness. Wow. I hadn't even thought of that. And, you know, all of a sudden an old experience comes up. Oh yeah. I never, I hadn't thought about that. So we, we, it's not just when we sit down and drum or rattle. It's also when we're engaged in our life in a fully present manner, we, there's information always being revealed to us. We just have to open up and pay attention to it. Yeah, absolutely. I I think, I think the time that we're living in is really rich in that um, I, I I don't do as many journeys as I used to because I just get downloads. And um, uh, that started happening for my students the same time it started happening for me, which was many, many years ago. And um, we have to... Um, really embrace uh, what we've learned about shamanism is that um, it's so old, it's such an old um, practice and it evolves with the change in consciousness. 
and uh, all the the challenges that have gone on in the planet in recent years, and they've been really big ones, have really pushed us, pushed a whole population of spiritual practitioners uh, into diving deeper than they've ever done before. And now they're in a new consciousness um, who probably would not even be interested in, in listening to a lot of this because they've shifted out of the world that we're living in right now to a really, really beautiful place. And we're seeing that a lot with people. They're shifting into a different consciousness where they're perceiving the trees, the connection and, and feeling the communication and feeling the plants and not just working with visualizing, but embodying, embodying. That's what's always been missing in the Western world with shamanic practices is embodying the practices. And that's the most important thing um, that actually needs to happen. I'm teaching a a course uh, that's coming up, but it's not open to the public. It's open to some old students of mine. But the whole entire um, point of the course is going to be how how we can embody the work in a deeper way so that we can make those amazing shifts in consciousness and those miracles that we've always seen. In it's so important because when you're not embodied, you know, I can always tell when I'm getting out of embodied, like, the aches and pains in my body, the tiredness, all of these things that like the things that aren't when I'm embodied, things line up and flow and, and move like that. And lately it seems like everything's just a little bit of a step out here and two steps out over there. And, and it's just like, I sit there and say like, where am I not in alignment? You know, and that could be naive too. Where am I not in alignment that things aren't going my way? <laughs> And they really, maybe they are going my way. I just, they're not going in my way in the way I want them. They, you know, there's, there's my way and the highway. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that having that space to, to embody the trees, like I'm sitting here now up north and I just am looking, I am like surrounded by these, I don't know if they're 200 foot tall pines they're tall, like, but one's right out that window, one's right out there. And it's like, I feel really held. Mm-hmm. That's nice. It's really nice. And it's just like, okay, I could settle into this and really be with this experience. And, um, and they will inform me. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, that actually is going to drift into, um, a topic of our, our next show, um, about, um, uh, how we approach ceremony and mm-hmm. um, but you know and just kind of looping back to where we started um, it's important to to honor your helping spirits it's important to honor your helping spirits they honor you they treat you with kindness they treat you with love and so in shamanism there's the principle of reciprocity reciprocity and so you want to give back that honor and love and respect too but you also want to feel like you can um, have a real conversation with them and just don't give your power away and just say 
tell me yes, no, should I, shouldn't I do this or that? Do that. Talk about what will happen. What, what will it look like if I make this decision? What will it look like if I make this choice? Is there a way for me to create a path that would lead me to uh, receiving uh, the financial help that I need right now? You know, keep your, your um, questions specific, open-ended sometimes so that you can get some of these bigger, broader lessons but when you're starting out, for me, it was so important. I had such a, um, a, a, a strong one-on-one relationship with my power animal. It was like he was the parent I never had who gave me the roadmap for life. And he mm-hmm. taught me step by step as if I was a child. So obviously, uh, 40 years later, I have a different relationship with him now. But in the beginning, it was so personal. It was so personal and it was so helpful to me. Um, You know, really kept me here on the planet. He was my best friend. And so Mm -hmm. think about if you're, you know, starting your practice, think about how you would approach a best friend and start a relationship and, and work with that with your helping spirits. And then you'll learn how to communicate with them and you'll learn the best questions to ask and how to speak to them when you're not getting the point and you need more help. You made me think, I think this afternoon I'll go snuggle up with my power animal and take a nap. (laughs) Well, I, I have a power animal and it doesn't work for me anymore, but when I first started getting insomnia, I would see myself going down into a cave and snuggling up with one of my power oh. and I would fall right to sleep. <laughs> you know, I, and, and, and that's sort of just a reminder for us as we come to a close is that, you know, how do we see that power animal in due eyes? Like if we grow, how do we, how, how does that, uh, that spirit grow too? Because as we reflect back with that, I think that there's probably growth on both sides. So Maybe there's a better snuggly animal down there we just have to find. So uh, with that and, and that reciprocity you were talking about, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, hit the share button. That's the reciprocity. And, and thank you for those nice letters that keep coming and the comments that you, you know, YouTube loves comments. And we really appreciate you as an audience. And, you know, we hope that you appreciate us as the time we take and the effort we put here too. And our, and and our spirit guides who come with us, because I'm sure sometimes this is enlightened conversation as well. (laughs) Yeah. So we really love you and we thank you for your support. And we know how easy I, I watch, I never thought I was going to watch YouTube videos, but I do not on shamanism, but on other things. And um, my God, the difference that, it makes for um, people who have shows. If you hit that subscribe button, like mm-hmm. comments, it's it's really amazing, and you could really support us if if you do love us and you do love our show. Please support us, and and thank you, and blessings, and wishing you a beautiful day or night wherever you are. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm.